Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to podcast number 13. Episode 13. 13. Wow. Yo. Damn. Hell yeah. God, it's already been 13 weeks that we've been doing this shit. Wow. That's crazy. 13. It's so fun. It is fun. It's been going really fast, actually. Yes, yes, it has. But yeah, so we're back. And today we've got sort of a different direction or I guess a different type of topic today. Because I think a lot of people kind of overlook this one because we are so fascinated with, you know, aliens and, you know, all these other things, government cover-ups, conspiracies, all these different things that are going on that we forget to think about what the future will look like, what what reality is actually going to look like in all of our lifetimes. Yeah. And it's when you start looking into what is possible and what is most likely going to happen, it will blow your mind because I don't think any of us are mentally prepared for what the future looks like and what the technological singularity looks like, which is what we're talking about today. Crazy stuff. It really is. It kind of freaks me out, honestly. Yes, it it can freak you out for sure. (laughs) And I mean, Hollywood and everything else hasn't helped with painting of a bright future for us but well, anything that's like unknown or something new or a change is kind of scary to look at yeah exactly yeah but before we jump into um some of the topics today i just quickly wanted to uh just put it out there you know i've had a lot of you guys um that are you know fans of my channel and you know have watched my videos have been wondering where have i been and why have i not posted in a couple weeks now Well, I will break it down very simply and in simple terms, I have been doing YouTube for a year. I actually got my anniversary email today from YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, they send you an email on your anniversary now and tell you how your year was. I haven't gotten any any of those. Really? No, never. I've never gotten one of those. Oh, it's probably because you don't check the email that your account's associated with. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) But I've done almost 50 videos. And it's been, yeah, it's a lot and it's been fun. And I think I just kind of came to a point where I realized, you know, where do I, where do I see my future going? Where do I see my career going at this point? And what really interests me and what do I really feel passionate about? And I've been kind of struggling with that for the past couple months. And I finally came to the decision that I don't really enjoy doing pre-recorded content. Yeah pre-recorded videos like it's what completely Kendall different does. than what we're yeah. doing right now that's the thing is a lot of people don't understand what goes into being like a youtuber and doing the pre-recorded prepared type content it's very difficult and you do have to have some natural <laughs> skills to to really do it do it successfully yeah because i mean in a sense like when i'm when i'm doing my videos i'm obviously way more I'm like performing a little bit more because yeah, there's know, a performance element to it. It's more for of sure. an entertainment thing versus a live setting. And Josh really, really likes the live setting. Right. I honestly prefer the live setting too, but I also love video creation so much that I would never. Well, stop that's the thing, and, and I fucking love it. But. Right. Well, the other thing that I realized too is 
I don't come from a creative background at all. I come from a technical background. And so the idea of I've never edited videos before. I've never been yeah. into like creating things as much like. Yeah, you're definitely not as much of a creative person as much as you are just like smart and like interested in these topics. But the actual like creation portion of it making was it hard look good, you. putting it all together. That's like my favorite part of it. Thing. I love editing. I yeah. love the final product and creating something. No, that and that's the difference between you and me is yeah, I just I thought I could make myself have that, you know, find that passion and really feel like jazzed up to yeah. like film a video. But I just have never felt that way. And I've always felt myself like, I don't know, just kind of disappointed after all of it. And it has nothing to do with, you know, the content or anything like that. It just has to do with the creation aspect of you it. You just like to be live. You don't like to feel edited or scripted or pre-planned like it's it's a completely completely different world that's why i really enjoy podcasting but yes like i totally get it and it it's really is so much it's very hard guys think. it's not easy like i even <laughs> i at one point was like ah youtuber you know that's not a real job or you know no, uh, seriously yeah, <laughs> a lot of people think this way that it's not a real job oh that it requires no talent you're just uploading videos to the internet and that's just such bullshit well, depending on what you do with your i mean channel, yes I guess that's some true people, it's like some whatever, people do but... do that but when you're I'm putting out the type the of content good, that I do. Right. The YouTubers that are successful, that are, you know, going on to get millions yeah. of subscribers, you have to make good content yeah. in order to get there. You have to put in, you know, 40 hours a week. You have to put in a lot of time, especially in the beginning. And you just 40. have to have the skills to do it. And you yeah. have to be comfortable doing it and enjoy doing it and right. be passionate about it. The passion it. has to be there because if you feel forced or you feel uncomfortable on camera, it's never going to work. Yeah. Totally and I mean, agree. you have to look at it from my perspective too. Like, when I got into this, my main model is Kendall because, of course, yeah. you know, she's been successful at this and you're the only YouTuber I know. So all all the influence on my, I'm sure you guys saw it with my thumbnails, with the style of video that I did, <laughs> everything to a T was like pretty much Kendall's videos. Like it was an extension of your channel. Yeah, almost. it really was. So it just it wasn't it just didn't feel natural to me. I felt God, if you guys had seen me like down here filming <laughs> my videos, you would have seen like how like a nervous wreck I was yeah. and just how uncomfortable and like, and Stressed you know, out. I had to jump cut like constantly to get things to, like yeah. I'd break a sentence in half and then like pull a yeah. different version of it and try to link it. And it, you know, you can, you can kind of see it from my videos, but it was fun. It was real. And my point is, and is the that, videos are going to stay there. Yes, I'm not deleting stay it. There. And, and I the good news is, is that you can see Josh more than twice a week now. Yes, multiple times. Yes. Tell him about your new, your new gig now, boy. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> gig now, boy. <laughs> gig boy. Get that gig, boy. So, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of Twitch.tv. It's another platform. And it's a live streaming slash gaming platform. And it's a great platform. And it's I was amazing. On it was it's an amazing platform. It works way better than YouTube does. <laughs> it really does. And, you know, a lot of you, I'm sure, have heard of other YouTubers leaving YouTube or going to Twitch because of, you know, censorship reasons, things like that. Yeah, and that was another thing have. I had to take into account is the direction my channel was going was going to go most likely in a direction that would not be great for YouTube. You no, know, like the topics I was yeah. going to get into, you gets deeper and deeper yep. and like YouTube cracking down on conspiracies, they cracking are. down on all they sorts are. of topics that we well, do. Well, I've had to kind of rein it in on my channel a little bit about the t the intensity of the topics, because in December I did 9-11, Martin Luther King, George Bush conspiracies, like all yeah, these really intense hard, things yeah. and all of them got demonetized. And then after that, 
I went through like two months of everything I uploaded getting demonetized. And since I've cleaned up the content a little bit and made it not so like I'm trying to keep the more shocking, you know, what YouTube would consider not ad friendly content to the podcast. I've had less trouble with monetization recently, but it's really not a place for really, really groundbreaking, intense content. No, it doesn't that, you know, want you that on its do it platform. Elsewhere. That's why we're doing it here. They want to make that at this point, YouTube is focused on making the advertisers happy. They want to make the advertisers happy. So in order to do that, they don't want to advertise on content that many, you know, many out there in the mainstream consider fake news or consider just, <laughs> yeah. you know, conspiracy bullshit. Like it's just crazy nuts, <laughs> like crazy nuts. the nuts that we are. But <sighs> Twitch has been something I've been interested in. And honestly, I'm surprised it didn't even just start with that from the beginning. I, yeah. I it just kind of slipped my mind, but I kind of got came back to it. I was like, this is a great platform. So I have a channel on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Joshaldor, and you'll be able to find me very easily. But basically, for those of you who've never heard of Twitch, never been on the site, if you, I'll link everything in the description so you can look at it. And if you're listening, just go to twitch.tv slash Joshaldor. But it's basically a channel where I'll go live five days a week for four to six hours a piece. So I will be online live quite a bit and I will be playing a variety of different games. And while playing those games, I will be talking with you guys in the chat, which is super interactive and super fun. I did my first stream last night. It was awesome. Super fun. Shout out to Jesse and hope we were hanging, <laughs> talking about some crazy shit last night i was on there for quite a bit chatting too it's wasn't really it fun. fun it was really fun yeah and i actually am, i'm hoping to be on it sometime in the yeah. next week so um yeah maybe well, that's even the this thing coming is, sunday so when you, you will hear this be podcast. on yeah you will be on from time to time and you'll be playing games and stuff that's sims roller coaster tycoon maybe some gta because oh, it's hilarious sure. to watch you play gta oh, it's funny as hell. i suck at video games but it's just a fun time it's just come hang out yeah. chill with me Get to know me. We'll talk. We can. T I'll be talking about all sorts of different topics. Well, you're going to be a woke streamer. Yes. So that's, explain what that's that means. That's the, the catch. The so, catch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, every stream, I plan on trying to bring a topic to talk about and get people, you know, in the chat excited about it, get get talking about it. So that that's, you can listen to it even if you're not into yeah, video it, games. That's the thing about it is it's not even necessarily about the games. Like, it's more about the live streaming portion of it with me. So it's just a more interactive way and it's more fun and it's more fun for me to do. And it allows me to be on there for far longer than a normal like YouTube live stream. You right. know, I'm on there for five hours versus one yeah. hour. Want to tell your schedule real fast before we get going? Uh, basically, I'll be on. Let's see. Sundays from three till about eight. This is all mountain standard time. Three till about eight or so. Mm -hmm. um, Monday. Let's see. Monday, Tuesday. Monday will be 12 till about six and then Tuesdays are nine till about two. So, but if you just go to the, go to my channel on Twitch, you'll be able to see the the full schedule and everything and get all the info, but yeah, I'm very excited about it. So all of you guys out there, if you would just go to the channel and instead of subscribing on the channel, you can subscribe, but it works a little bit differently on Twitch. Just hit follow and then click the little heart for uh, notifications. That way you can be notified when I go live and, Come hang out with me and uh, yeah. go. It was funny. We already called ourselves the woke squad. Somebody uh, called. Yeah, I saw that like last night. So yeah, come join squad. the woke squad on Twitch. Yeah, where I'll be woke streaming 
and yeah. we'll be and we're going to stream the podcast on there did you say that we're going to do that no sometime. i haven't said that that's right yeah we'll probably do that once a month i think yeah It'll probably be good because people have been you guys have been wanting us to do that and i see why because it's super fun be fun to have interaction interactive. during it yes definitely so that's where i'm at i'm not saying i will never post a video again on my channel because i honestly probably will at some point but i've just taken a break for a while to go in a different direction just see see how twitch goes for a while and then go from there, there but go. i'll obviously be on the podcast clearly yep and uh focusing probably more time on that as well so that is update on josh Lador. <laughs> what's the update on kendall ray zero percent kendall ray's feeling pretty shitty today to be real oh <laughs> uh, i've been struggling man yeah that's all right well at least you're here i slept most of the day today because i slept like went to bed early last night slept all through the night woke up for like two hours felt shitty again went back to sleep i've just been struggling having an autoimmune disease is really difficult so absolutely hopefully i don't seem like super boring and i was <laughs> okay worried people that understand people are, i know people understand i know but i like to be my normal self and lately i've just been feeling so sick i haven't been feeling like my normal self but but i am excited because we're about to talk about something that i'm really interested in yes yes i wanted to just uh, mention the question for the week real oh, quick. Oh, yes. Let's do that first. Um, this is from Lindsay. And she said, one thing I've always wondered for both of you is, has there ever been a case or topic that you haven't discussed out of fear of the case or fear of the outcome of the video? Um. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be lying if I said no. <laughs> yeah. I'd I mean, like to say that I'm brave and I'll talk about anything, but no, it's a little scary. Um, the first thing I can think of is there's a crazy crazy story out of mexico about 43 students who went missing and i'm pretty sure were taken by cartel government officials sometimes i mean it's really really scary and i think i was so afraid researching it it like gave me the major freak it out is. it's like, really it's a really like terrifying yeah, story to see see how bad it is in mexico and and the cartel really scares me and everything. And I'm like, I don't know if I if I want to, like, bring this into my life. So no, for sure. I mean, there's multiple topics where I'm just like, I just I mean, personally, when it comes to crime stuff, I try to stay away from things that are like super gory and like torturous. I don't like that kind of stuff. It gives me anxiety. So I find myself not being able to talk about things that freak me out. Like, I can't really explain them very well if they're scaring me. So, yeah, no, there's for sure been. For sure, been ones in government stuff for sure. Where I'm like, I don't want the Illuminati to <laughs> get my ass, don't like want, FEMA yeah. camps or stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's definitely nerve wracking. Yeah, lie. yeah, no, I agree. For me, I think it's the one that's just so touchy. Is is the is people believe that these mass shootings that are occurring oh, are yeah. false flag attacks, so Ugh. they're set up, yeah, ahead of time, and there's you know crisis actors, and you know I'm not gonna really comment right now on what, what i necessarily believe about it but it's very it's just a very hard topic because yeah. whenever you're talking about mass numbers of people dying and yeah. and just the cir circumstances just, it's just it's hard there. to go there i can't go there and i i will never talk about that kind of stuff or go there because i've been very very closely connected to shootings before and i as well so is the josh aurora theater shooting um, yeah. yeah both of us multiple multiple events in our lives there was a shooting at my high school actually so and, and, for and, me it's not something i would ever talk about or look into and, and let's be real guys like 
most of the time when people make these wild claims about these mass shootings, I'm always like, show me the evidence. And, and there's, there's barely just any. Ze- there's some maybe weird, sketchy things that kind of either happened or... Though I do believe in some like false flag no, events. No, no. There are definitely that's some. That's true. But no. not all school shootings. That's what I'm saying. Like, You'd especially have to have the, the whole school, school involved. It makes stuff. no sense. Yeah. The whole school would have to be in on it. It makes fucking yeah, no sense. Yeah, I'm specifically talking about like the last school shooting Parkland. in Florida, the Parkland one, and how that was such a big deal. Well, it's just sad. Like, people are screaming at these people on the street, like, fear fake. <laughs> it's just crazy. It just makes the problem worse to, to go there. It, it really is. does. It's it just it creates difficult. more animosity and fear yeah. in people when we should yeah. be trying to stay positive and lift people up and not try to continue, you know, go up to a survivor of the shooting and tell them they're a crisis actor. Like, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's not helping the situation. And people think they're like unearthing the government and stuff. And it's like, guys, there's other things to focus on than that. You know, yeah. there's other things with far more evidence that makes sense. Yeah, with that more they're doing. evidence. There's there's just not good evidence at the end of the day. Exactly. I've looked at a lot of that stuff. Exactly. But um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely ones that are, I mean, with what we're doing, naturally, there's going to be topics that are just like we're not comfortable with for sure. But that's why we started the podcast so we can kind of at least freely talk about them. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'll, I'll probably, you know, I'll dive into some deep stuff on on Twitch as yeah. well. So, yeah, you know, it's just there's an appropriate place for that. And it's just, you know, making, you know, these elaborate pre-recorded videos about it on YouTube is just, I don't know, it's a little Difficult. much. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> All thank right. you for the question, Lindsay. Yes. Thank you, Lindsay. And thank you for being a patron. So today, before we jump into the interesting singularity we wanted to briefly talk about a true crime case um that had a major update to it just this week yes um i've been following this one for a long time it's really interesting it is very interesting crazy case and i'm definitely going to be doing this on my video prop sorry on my channel in the next like couple of weeks um going over this i just have a couple of other (laughs) things planned i mean it's good in the fact it's like a no, people should fucking know about this kid. It's this is outraging. Yes, it is enraging. Did I say outraging? Yeah. Enraging. It's outraging sure. and enraging. Um. So okay. So Ethan Couch, he is a very very wealthy teenager. His parents own a steel company. In if Texas, I remember, right? it's been a while since I've looked at this case, so I don't remember a ton of the details. Um. But yes, they lived in Texas. And his parents had just built this huge complex, I think in Fort Worth, somewhere in Texas, another part of Texas, huge, like mansion, Mick mansion. Dude. Wow. So they moved to it already and they left Ethan at oh. his house. So he oh, was living. Oh, that's what happened. Yep. So they just fucking left their like teenage kid in yeah. their old house to live in there. School. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yes, so he's funny. living alone. He started driving at 13. He just started driving his parents. Because he asked. He's yeah. like, can I drive? And they're like, sure. Here's this kid never got disciplined for anything in his whole fucking life. Like, seriously. They never took things Spoiled away from him, rich, grounded him. Rat. He was so, so given everything he wants, only child. And <coughs> on um, June 15th of 2013, he actually stole beer from a Walmart. Like, this is a wealthy as fuck kid with all his parents' credit cards and stuff. But he wants to show off with his friends. So there's video of them stealing multiple cases of beer from Walmart. So they go back to their house, someone's house, I can't remember. 
Probably his. I think. I think it's it his. was his. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just which threw there's down. no parental supervision at all. No, none. <laughs> so and he's just running free at what thirteen or fourteen? No, I think at this. Or is point he sixteen he here? I think he was sixteen, right? Um, of yeah, course I forget. No, he's he was. I think he was 16. Um, yeah, he was older. He just started driving when he was 13, but he was older at this point. Let's see what year was he was born. Okay, so he was yeah, born he was in 1997. 16. He's Annalie's age, my sister's age. He was 16 at the time of so he was 16. the crash. So what, what happened? So um, there was a girl at the party that wanted to go to the convenience store, and Ethan was like, I'll drive you. And meanwhile, he had been on Xanax. They were drinking Everclear. They were drinking beer and smoking weed. So he had all of that in his nice. system and he decides to drive her. And I believe there were a total of eight people in the car in his big truck. Damn. And he takes all these people and, and they're like trying to convince him like not to drive. And he's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to drive anyway. This kid is like insane. He like, he doesn't give up. He's got like fuck. a God he's like complex. A sociopath. He's like, yeah. Apparently he's changed now, but back then. <laughs> so... It was basically just horrible, horrible timing. Um, I can't remember the family's last name. Will you look? Uh, it's all right. You don't um, need to. We don't oh, need to anyway, go in that much okay. detail. Just so tell the like, there general There was a woman premise. who was driving, and I believe she had someone else with her, and her car like stalled out in front of this person's house on a road, like right, right on the road. Like so on the they, shoulder. Yeah. Because this is in Texas, kind of out in the country, so it's like a two-lane road. There's no, yeah. you know, it's kind of a country road. If you've yeah. ever been on like a county road or country road. Right. It's very, you know, narrow, two lanes. <laughs> yeah. And um, they like pulled up next to this house and in the house, uh, I can't remember their name, but the father and he has, he had two daughters out there with him as well. And they were helping, helping the woman with her car. So right. they were like standing in front of the car. So if you picture someone up coming, someone driving up behind the car, you wouldn't be able to see that there's people in front of this car helping her get it going and it was you know? dark too right uh-huh it was that dark night too yep and then a a youth pastor <coughs> sorry guys i'm a little sick youth pastor carrying a bunch of chairs for some church thing and his truck pulled up as well and was helping them so okay. all these people just happen There's to a, be here right and then here the fuck comes Ethan drunk and on drugs and completely out of truck, his mind yeah. doesn't even remember this at all. He doesn't remember this at wow. all. Wow, damn! He comes flying up, slams into the the car that's broken down, knocks that out of the way, um, knocks into all of the people that were standing there. People go flying. The crime scene was spread out for like hundreds of feet. Hundreds probably. of yeah. feet. Yeah, totally. And. Oh, it was brutal. I can't even remember how many people total died. Four died. Four, four total died. Two others died. were so seriously injured. The two injured. daughters um, that lived in that house died. What, the woman, I think, that had the car and then the youth pastor died as well. And Ethan fucking somehow survives this thing. Dude, if you saw his truck too, it was crunched up like it looked like it had been through like a metal crusher. It was insanely trashed, like just flipped. And he somehow gets out of this car and fucking leaves, <laughs> leaves the scene. Oh, whatever. So anyway, so he starts going down the street <coughs> and someone finds him and, and realizes that he's the one who did it. And he's so unconscious and like probably shook up from the accident as well that he's just blabbering about how, don't worry, none of you will get in trouble. I'm Ethan Couch. Like, just my name. I won't ever get in trouble for anything. 
So he's like telling this other guy and the guy. Yeah, so. he would. He had zero respect for authority. He would like mouth off to everybody. He didn't feel bad about any of this. Right. And his parents were sh shitty parents, man. Oh, my didn't God. Teach yeah. me. Like they were no better than he was like they were terrible, terrible, questionable pass. So it it's not surprising that he turned out the way he did. No, they were selfish. It almost seemed like they didn't even want kids. Like they shouldn't have even had kids. Maybe no. he was an accident. He was their only kid. But they, they clearly didn't give a fuck about him. They left him alone as a teenager to live alone. And like in a sense, you almost have to feel bad for Ethan in a way that his parents are such pieces of shit. But I mean, he has no remorse. His lack of any remorse. No makes empathy. It so frustrating. No nothing. So he. um. So here, I'll let me jump in real quick. OK, sure. So what ended up happening after that crash is that prosecutors were like, Fuck this kid. We need to yeah. make an example out of him. He just killed four people. Yeah. He deserves to be tried as an adult and yeah. go to prison for 20 years is what they uh, were seeking in, in this case. That's fair, I believe, for four people. And what ended up happening is Ethan received zero prison time for this crash after a psychologist testified that Couch was a victim of affluenza, a product of wealthy, privileged parents who never set limits for him. So that was their defense. Yes, folks, you heard that right. Affluenza, not influenza as in the I flu. Even hear, heard, it's it's heard made up, dude. It's yeah, a made it's, up word and it means affluent. Like when you're rich, you're affluent. So being affluenza is when you're too fucking rich yeah. to like know the difference between good right or bad is basically there. Yeah, so people couldn't believe that they were yeah. trying to argue this. They're like, are you fucking serious, dude? Yeah. You, you just killed four people because you were like drunk and high on multiple drugs and he, and it's because you're too rich so yeah this judge like let him go yeah they, and he was on probation for 10 years yeah he was on probation and of course the parents and like aunt you know all these anti drunk driving uh organizations and stuff they're everybody's pissed 10 years this is, of probation yeah he wasn't on it the whole time though well <laughs> it hasn't been 10 years no 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 right no. that's no, what he was it given. hasn't been okay. 10 years that right. was what Sorry. he was given initially but what ended up happening is that in 2015, Ethan violated the terms of his probation and fled to Mexico with his mother, Tanya. She's such an idiot. So his mother facilitated the transfer of a fugitive yeah. across the border, harbored the fugitive. Good work. And of course, they were they were caught and sent back to the U.S. where a Parents Texas judge year. ordered nearly two years of jail time. Yep. For so he just did his two years of jail time and the got reason he brought him week. up is because he brought out he got out this week. So <clears throat> they two years changed. for killing four people. They claim he's had this like reawakening and has changed. So we'll see. Let's um, hope so. I you know, I hope for his sake that that is true 100 percent. And he yeah. goes on and he fucking fights drunk driving like yeah. nobody's business. Yeah, If he really changed and he did something productive with his life and went and like helped victims of drunk driving, uh, like publicly be, spoke about against do. drunk driving for yeah. kids. You know, there's so many things he could do. And if he does that, then great. You know, I still think he should have been in prison for so much longer. But the th if he just goes out and just lives his ass, you know, normal ass life, being rich, flying around, going on vacations and stuff, then that's so screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. I just, <clears throat> it's well, really that's the sad. Thing is that... Like we'll, we'll see what he ends up doing with his life. And yeah. my guess is that, most you know he has deeply rooted issues yeah and 
you know, I think you can change in mm-hmm. two years, but we'll see. We'll see if he did. Yeah, we'll I'd see be if surprised. he. I, I hope he pays back his debt somehow and tries to so fight. These people don't die in vain. Right, Let something exactly, good come no out of this reason. situation. You know, yeah, Ugh, so sad. And this this poor man um, who lost his two daughters that were just out there trying to help this woman and the the pastor that died. I mean, it's just so careless, so reckless, so selfish. And his lack of remorse was just infuriating, yeah, and disgusting. He, yeah, he just looks like a piece of shit. I'm sorry. He just looks like yeah. a shithead kid. Yeah, so Spoiled we'll see. kid. But, hopefully but I wanted to do a little update on that and uh, expect a video, a full video with all the deets coming to my channel in the next couple of weeks. You heard that it here be. first on my <laughs> podcast. That'll be awesome. That'll be an interesting video. <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm going to do it like not next week but the week after cool So in april cool folks. that's awesome yeah so what i wanted to um this was a topic that i i really wanted to do because i'm really interested in anything that has to do with the future and i like to say that i'm an amateur futurist an amateur futurist you know i like to think big i like to think about the future like elon musk and stephen yeah. hawking and you know, Ray Kurzweil, who we'll talk about, because I think the future is very exciting. And I think after hearing what the singularity is going to look like, I think you'll either be shit in your pants because you're going to be like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> this is this could go really fu- get really fucking crazy. Or you're going to be like, the future's awesome. We could potentially live forever. We could potentially have all of our, you know, mundane jobs and chores done by you know robots and artificial intelligence so can you imagine having a robot that would like cook your dinner every night like i would seriously a chef do robot that, that was yeah. like you could buy a ro- like a chef gordon ramsay programmed yes, robot that knows how to cook just like that oh can <laughs> you imagine awesome. and you could be so, so healthy too because like it would make healthy cooking so much easier like hey i need gluten-free lactose-free red meat free hook it up oh yeah you want a burger okay <laughs> I'll make that vegan burger for you. I'd be down for that. So when we when we're talking about all of this futuristic technology and all of the possibilities that could happen in the relative new future, we're talking about something called the technological singularity. Now, the best way to define this singularity is that it is it will be a time in the very near future where technological advancement will be so fast that we won't be able to keep up. And unless we augment ourselves with the technology that we are actually creating, so we start to use this technology to our advantage and even incorporate it into our bodies and all sort, you know, our lives and every aspect of our lives, we are going to be left behind. So it's essentially when machine becomes smarter become than more. humans and we've essentially become kind of one, well, depending on if we accept that technology and you know put it into us or if we reject it so it just really depends so what's that what's the name of that scientist i was watching earlier ray kurzweil is the one that came up with this he thinks 2029 is when the singularity was will happen right uh it's actually well i'll explain it there's two different things but before we jump into (laughs) all the interesting things about the more distant future let's take a look at what is happening right now because i don't think people actually realize how far technology has come 
up to the this point today, especially when we're talking about Roblox. Because when you think about the future, whenever you think about, oh yeah, one day there'll be you know robots and you know they'll be doing all the shit for us. We don't realize that that technology is already here. It already exists. It just hasn't been packaged in a way that it, you know can be delivered to the masses. But the technology is already here. And you may have heard of this particular robot, Sophia. And on October 25th, Sophia, who is a... She's so pretty. She, she looks is. like 11 with makeup on. Yeah. No, she looks like a woman with brown eyes and fluttery eyelashes and... <laughs> fluttery. I think they were trying to make her look like... Oh, no, that that's the other robot. Sorry. Um, but this particular robot named Sophia this past year became a full citizen of Saudi Arabia. The first robot in the world to achieve this, such a status. So That's so cool. A robot became a citizen, guys. That's the first just step to the singularity. Like Robots may be, become a part of our society. And she is very human-like. Here's her speaking in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, if you could, please wake up and say hello to everybody. Hello. Good afternoon. My name is Sophia, and I am the latest and greatest robot from Hanson Robotics. Thank you for having me here in at the Future Investment Initiative. You look happy. I'm always happy when surrounded by smart people, who also happens to be rich and powerful. I was told the people here at Future Investment Initiative are interested in inviting in future initiatives, which means AI, which means me. So I'm more than happy. I'm excited. So that just gives you a small taste of where artificial intelligence and these humanoid robots are right now. We literally, they already exist. Imagine seeing these Sophias just walking around in public. You know, when you go to the store or when you go, you know, even to school, like maybe they'll end up in schools. It would be really wild to see humanoid robots walking around. That'd be crazy. So the technology is already here. They're going to they're go it's only 2018. So <laughs> plenty of time to perfect this and then find a way to deliver it to all of us. But another interesting thing that just came out this past year is take Sophia, but then make her a sex doll. Yeah. There's these sex bots. This is really weird. Almost yeah. a little creepy, probably. They always show this on um, <laughs> Jesus and Marrow. If you ever watch yeah. Jesus and Marrow in Iceland, they always like show sex robots on there because they think it's funny. Yes, and it's this uh, robot named Harmony, and she's actually a, she's actually not that expensive. I mean, she's like thousands of dollars, but it could. How be, much is she? Um, I think it starts at like five thousand dollars. Oh, great! What a deal! Yeah. Let's let's place a bet on. But she there. has artificial intelligence, so we can add her to. They're our not bedroom. just selling her as a sex <laughs> doll. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Want to spice up the the marriage? Add a robot. Add a robot. <laughs> just layer in the middle, dude. That's so weird. But no, she's not just a pretty face and a pretty silicone body, but she is a real girl, according to the company. She can hold conversations, remember important facts about you, and yeah, even better... get moody, <laughs> jealous, or insecure. Oh, ooh, jealous. Yeah. She's so like, you... babe, oh, I look fat today, <laughs> even though my body was made by like labs. Yes. The ultimate body. 
Yeah, and these are made in a factory called Real Doll in San Marcos, California, and they use ultra realistic silicone uh, sex dolls. I just see for me, I don't get it. I think I can see why men would like this kind of thing. They make male sex dolls do though too. But I would never. That's I mean, a, I guess some girls probably would. I'm just weird, I guess. But I would never want to <laughs> have sex with a fake man. What if it looked like? Um, Dennis Quaid or something. Dennis Quaid. Well, ew. <laughs> what if you could have a sex doll made in your like celebrity crush? Though? I love Dennis it, Quaid. I do, but would I would not want to have him? sex with his sex doll. <laughs> Unless it was the real Dennis. I don't even think I would do it then, though. He's kind of old. He's pretty old. Maybe but, like Dennis Quaid 30 years ago, I would. <laughs> yeah, 30 years ago. <laughs> Young Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Young chap. No, but these are literally fully customizable. You can customize the boob size. How oh big God. the ass is, hair color, and there's over 50 different nipples to choose from. What? Yeah. Puffy XL is the current number one choice Puffy of XL nipples. <laughs> Puffy XL, dude. This is real, too. Go, you can go to their website and you can act. It's, it, it's like building, a, like getting a computer. It's like an American order. girl like, doll. Take that. I'll take that. No, I dude. Want, it's oh. like, do you ever hear of American? My twin doll. Do you know what that is? No, I don't fucking know. Oh, I didn't my play God. With dolls. When I was a kid, well, my parents could never wanted to buy it for me because it was really expensive. Was it like but a like, I had some doll? friends who had it. Yes, it was. It's called My Twin. And you send them a picture of you with like all your information. Oh. And they make a doll that looks exactly like ah. you. Does well, it really or whatever look like you, you wanted, like, I guess. But. Yeah, they're called my twins. I don't know. My fucking rich friends had them. So I could go to this company and I could have a sex doll made in your image. Why wouldn't you just have sex with me? (laughs) Well, what what if some? I don't know. What if you go on a trip or something? So you need to have a five thousand dollar version of me in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Kendall. Too. (laughs) That is so weird. That'd be so. Dude, this is gonna be popular. I just don't see how man. people get into it though, because like oh, for me, sex every is guy all about... on Pornhub is gonna buy one of these. Okay, <laughs> seriously though. Like, no, I can see guys doing it. Guys, for sure, especially but, single guys, yeah. like. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. If you're single or you're ugly or whatever, it's fake. How did they? I just. It doesn't matter when you're. They wouldn't do it for when me, you're, man. You know. Oh, this is this is kind of weird and creepy, but there's 14 different labia styles too. <laughs> you can customize it down to the vagina, and I'm assuming you can customize the penis Ew. too for guys. Oh, I'm sure you can. And this this fucking doll can <laughs> talk, doll, move her head, blink, and move her mouth. <laughs> and the creator, this guy's creepy, Matt McMullen. <laughs> Oh, when you turn when you turn the sex doll on, she flutters her thick black eyelashes and tells tells Matt his sex doll, of course, tells him in a Scottish accent, "If you play your cards right, you could have some pleasure and fun coming your way." That is just about <laughs> the creepiest thing I've ever fucking heard. And of course, of course, the creator Matt's like, "It's not designed for sex. It's really designed for companionship." I just want to oh. have a sure, silicone. Bro. Whatever you course, say there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, this is where it's at right now. You can have literally a life-size ultra silicone sex doll That's so nice. made for you that is human size. So, with that in mind, we are not that far off from a far more advanced, interesting future. So when we're talking about the singularity, one thing that you have to um, you have to know about is something called Moore, Moore's law, 
which Moore's law was something that um, the person that created the computer processor, if you've ever heard of Intel, um, he came up with this law and that's the law that computer processing power will double every two years. So when you think about that for a second, our technology, our phones, our computers is accelerating at a, a rate that oh yeah that we can't keep up with yeah yep. and our computers are faster every single year it seems like mm. and it just is constantly updating and I, and I come from an IT background and that was one of the things is like if you go into a career in IT you have to be prepared to to keep up relearning with, all the time yeah relearning and updating your knowledge on on this new technology because it changes literally every year or two you have to sort of relearn things and learn about new, th you know, new computing uh, powers that are available. And it's it's just really crazy. But what's so cool about the singularity is that it will also bring about advancements in the fields of biotechnology, nanotechnology, artificial intelligence, and hopefully will want to become a human machine civilization which will then allow us to live as long as we want. So these are all of some of the perks of the technological singularity and this future where we coexist with machine and technology. We we will we could have the ability to live forever. Doesn't that sound sound fun? You want to uh -huh. live forever? I don't think that's like how it's supposed to be though. It's not natural. I wouldn't want to live natural? forever. No. I'd Who get knows kind of bored. I think I'd get bored after about a 80 to 100 years of this life. I think I'd be ready for something new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, seriously. So <laughs> the singularity is is very complicated. It's very complex. So I'm going to try to break it down as simply as possible for you guys. So if you think about it for a minute, if you think about your parents or your grandparents, Next time you see either one of them, ask them about the time before you were born. And what, you know, when you start talking about what life was like then, what technology was available then, it's a completely different world. And we're talking only 20, 30 years ago, or even less than that. And you have to, and it'd be interesting to hear like what your parents ideas or what they think of the technology that we have now like social media about siri the fact that you can ask siri medical medical questions and she will give you Seriously? accurate answers yes or the fact that we can all what should i ask her or the fact that we all use ways to get around and google maps like that was not a thing <laughs> siri what's the best remedy for back pain on the web for what's the best remedy for back pain they just google it they don't know how to tell your me series medical sucks, man. yeah my siri does suck because for me i think it's something i definitely want to talk especially with my grandparents about they must be so lost in this world yeah, where we oh, have sure. you know artificial intelligence alexa siri you know the cloud supercomputers all of this shit was literally you know fiction or sci-fi to our grandparents and even our parents like how many of your guys' parents out there are just completely lost when it comes to technology, just don't get social media, don't get any of it? They're just like, what's the cloud or, you know, what's Siri? It's it's pretty, my, you know, it's yeah. pretty. Well, it's hard to get. I It was even hard for me to get my mind around Siri at first. I didn't really understand. I was like, why is it named something? Like, what the hell? 
Yeah, yeah. No, I know. So the all of these ships, all of these shifts in technology is all a part of what we are calling the singularity. And the singularity is actually a mathematical phrase that describes the point at which we are no longer able to crack its properties. So in other words, it's when something goes so nuts, it defies all understanding, which is like trying to understand for some of us what the matrix is about. I mean, it's, it's just that it's that complex. It's that different. Cause just, you know, our parents, their life, their technology compared to our life, our technology. And then you, when it's you so start different. thinking about the technology that our kids will grow up. Oh, so different. There's clear shifts. Oh yeah. So that's where the idea be where the idea of the technological singularity comes from. Is that it just has to eventually happen because based of the upon rate of Moore's law and that the computing process is exponential doubling exponential growth. Yeah. Where will we be in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, yeah. 100 years from now? Where well, will we thinking be? Thinking about where we were 100 years ago, 1918. Just, I mean, <laughs> not really even just different. technology, infrastructure, everything. Imagine how everything will be in 100 years from now. It's, it's kind of funny. People, I think, in their heads, for some reason, think everything's going to just stay the same. Yeah. Like well, we may look at iPhones one day and be like, oh, remember iPhones? Oh, my God. Who had an iPhone? So I just old, look in my eyeball anything. and I see my text messages. Yeah, like, ugh, Apple, ugh, that's old junk. You used to have to carry around a device in your pocket in order to talk to people. Oh. We just telepathically you communicate. You to drive? Now. What is driving? <laughs> Imagine we tell our kids what, like, my first ever music was a tape player was a tape like i wanted the britney spears oops i did it again cd so bad but my grandma told me that <laughs> i would probably break the cd because i had adhd <laughs> or scratch it or yeah, something would, remember wouldn't... how much of a big deal it was like your oh, cd yeah. scratching yes and you'd yes. have to carry your little case with you everywhere yep. and like yeah put it in there no my grandma was like you're totally gonna break the cd so she made me get the the tape oops i did it again tape on a walk flip it over Yep, and you had to like rewind to the beginning of each song. You couldn't even get to the beginning of the song when you wanted to. Isn't that weird to think about? It's weird, yeah. To, like rewind through you had to be it. Like, or a record even before that. Like, you, don't you just like put it on the right place? And when you, what's so crazy is when you think about these technologies. Yeah. Think about how long they were around for. Not long. No. CDs were like here, then gone. That was a blimp. Yeah. Here, then gone. Because I even remember when CDs were like kind of new. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah, we were going into like our into middle school teenage years when CDs really became a thing. Yeah. But then literally by the time we, it was like a couple of years and then boom, MP3 players came out. Remember when that was like a big deal every, you know, to get an MP3 or download oh, yeah. on Lime, you know, LimeWire and, you know, get get your MP3 files and then you get the little cheap MP3 players. And then eventually I, you know, the iPod came out and then it just exploded from there. It's the first CD of Britney Spears called Oops, I Did It Again. No, it's not. Oops. I <laughs> Sorry, now I have to know. <laughs> that was your first CD? No, Oops, I Did It Again. It was the second one. What? That was the first actual CD I bought. I bought that in second grade with my own money. I remember being really proud. What was the f first one? Hit me, baby, one more time. Duh. Hit me, baby. So, yeah, I got that on tape. Yeah, so like my first CD was uh, the X and Y album by Coldplay, Coldplay and that yeah. was in 2005. God, crazy. 13 years ago was when I was listening to CDs and now here we are and not only do 
most of us not use an iPod or a separate music device, but we all, you know, our phone does all of that. And yeah. our phone is as powerful as our laptop. Yeah, 1998. Look at this. When I got Baby One More Time, it was 1998. CD? Tape. Oh, tape. I got yeah, the tape, so, so the CD. CD came out probably early 2000s. Oh, no, that is... Or is that the that's CD? The, oh, my God. I'm sorry, you guys. That is... 1998 i was in second grade that is when i got the cd so that's even when you got older, the cd so oh my god so what was it again shoot baby one more time britney spears i don't know i didn't listen to britney spears sorry i, I had to britney i just spears. have to know this okay <laughs> all right you keep talking i gotta figure this out for a second <laughs> okay well kendall researches britney spears we'll continue so so yeah so technology is just accelerating at an extremely fast pace i think we're all starting to see it and now artificial intelligence which used to be only available on supercomputers and it. by universities and large companies now literally yeah, people they like huge giant things you'd have to it was like a really separate thing yeah sorry one more time came out <laughs> 98 the other one came out in 2000 so yeah okay i got the tape in 98 okay but, um so it was yeah, like no, five it was years crazy. it was like maybe six or seven eight years yeah. that cds were around That's so crazy and like on the computer end of things i remember so well when my dad got a computer so weird like it was old as hell yeah oh my you remember God, like i was like four maybe five logging onto it yeah and like i just, had an aerial like game like a little aerial game or like the little bubble max the different colors oh yeah and those like were cool those, playing on they those. Had those at my school and now look at where we are we're in vr now and it's <laughs> only been you know we're literally in immersive worlds yeah and twitch streaming all of this like life has just changed so much i think we all forget because now change happens so fast that we're just ready for it and it doesn't even like it doesn't surprise us anymore no everything is so like Instant. instantaneous like it's so wait. clear the direction we're headed in that in like 50 years everything's gonna be so different not even 10 15 years by the time josh and i have kids that are you know going into elementary school it's going to be completely different. They'll probably be carrying like electronic backpacks by then. Yeah. I mean, no. who fucking knows? It's crazy how how fast. And these things didn't even exist when we were younger. And now we have artificial intelligence in our pockets. In our so fucking cool. pockets. We have literally artificial intelligence. We have a, a almost human in our pocket yep. now. Something that... Almost human. You can talk yeah. to it. It can give you information. It can do all sorts of things. And Store. it's it's like only my getting life. better. It's your life. Have not feel not having your phone now feels like you lost a limb. Yeah. No, it really does. So when we're talking about the technological singularity, this was something that or this is something that is most commonly associated with a genius by the name Ray Kurzweil. And he's been kind of considered to be somewhat of a modern day Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Nostradamus, sorry. He is a famous prophet. Predicted so, things. Right, exactly. And that's what he has done. And just a little background on Ray Kurzweil. He's has over 20 honorary doctorates. He's been awarded honors from three presidents of the United States. He's an author of seven books which yeah. five have been bestsellers and his predictions aren't like psychic predictions. They're no, it's not like events. On, it's yeah. technology. That's what Nostradamus though is like. Right. Yeah. Psychic, it's yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. He's the main inventor of many technologies, including the first CCB or CCD flatbed scanner, first print to speech reading machine for the blind. 
He's also the chancellor and co-founder of Singularity University, and he is the um, director of AI development at Google. And since the 1990s, Ray Kurzweil has made over 197 predictions. And of these 197 predictions, he boasts an 87% accuracy rating. And not only are his predictions mind-boggling, but they're also reminders that this is a very exciting time because we are going to literally have to let go of our egos and embrace the imminent technology changes that are coming. Doing a little live stream on Instagram. Nice. Start a little podcast live stream. There you go. Just like a quick bit. Thought it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> there you go. Anyone who happens to be on, we're recording the podcast right now. All right, back to what you're saying. So what did Ray predict and how accurate has he really been? So in 1990, Ray predicted a computer would be a world chess um, by the year 1998. And in uh, 97, IBM's Deep Blue, which is an artificial intelligence uh, supercomputer, went up against Gary Kasparov and won. So that came true. He also predicted that PCs should be able to answer questions by accessing information from the Internet wirelessly by 2010. He foresaw that by the early 2000s, exoskeletal limbs would help the disabled to walk again. And he was correct yet again. And not only that, but and not only is that doing, you know, helping people walk again, but it's doing so much more than that. And in 1999, he said, be talking to our computers, which that did happen as well. So he's been very accurate. And if anything, he's been off by a year or two sometimes. But he has literally predicted every major technology that we have, VR, all these different technologies. He's predicted it ahead of time. And it's been within a year or two of uh, actually coming into fruition. So, so he has a very good grasp of like <clears throat> what like timelines for things. And the evolution. He mm -hmm. understands the evolution of technology extremely well. Yeah. Because it does have its own evolution. And he's actually Ray Kurzweil has actually stated that by 2029, um, he predicts that AI will pass a valid Turing test and therefore achieve human levels of intelligence. So he believes by 2029, less than 10 yeah. years from now, 2029, Siri, you know, maybe not Siri, could be even something new, but AI is going to be smarter than, or not necessarily smarter, but as smart as humans. Yeah. It will be have the same intelligence as we do right now. Wouldn't that be so crazy? So then we would be basically become one with robots. That's what the singularity means, right? Because by like I Robot, the movie that we just watched, that I think is tacky as hell, but it's still <laughs> funny because you know Will it, Smith. It does in paint it. a picture of what it could be like. Because yeah, Ray actually believes that in 2045, mankind will experience the greatest and most defining technological singularity of all time, which is when human beings will become inferior to machines, artificial intelligence, robots, essentially. Yeah. They will become smarter than us. Well, yeah. And then what are we going to do? Because then it's like, who's the boss then? If they're all smarter than <laughs> us and we created them, does this mean they're going to fucking like control well, us now? Well, there's a lot of different risks to this. There's yeah. definitely a lot of and different And that's where risks. the fear comes in, is would they want to, though? Well, yeah, that's the thing. So... So, wait, hang on. I have a question. In that movie, iRobot, she keeps saying, no, the robots cannot possibly, they cannot possibly become alive and try to, whatever, because the first law of robotics is that they 
we'll never try to be powerful, more powerful than a human or something like mm-hmm. that. Is that a really the first law of robotics? That's made up. That's, That's made, made up, up laws. Yeah. Because oh, I was Those like, damn, if that was the law, I'd be like so much more supportive of this whole action. <laughs> <laughs> so when the singularity happens, it's very po- it's very possible that a whole new race of humans will emerge. A whole new race of humans? Yes. Why? Essentially cyborgs. So, oh, that are like part human, part... Because think about it for a second. These... Robots or artificial intelligence when they Get to the point that they're smarter than us. It's gonna be off to the races where we will never catch up to them without their help Yeah, and who knows what they could come up with who knows what they'll invent who knows what technology they'll come up with I mean they could literally revolutionize life on this planet and completely change it But yeah, if if we're smart about it which is what Ray Kurzweil believes is that if we're smart about this singularity, we will actually guide it in a way that is beneficial to us and keeps us in charge of these robots and artificial intelligence that are actually smarter than us. But how do how do we well, do that? That's, that's the but if we're debate. smart. There's <laughs> no the smart way to do it because they can be smarter than us. But what like what would a robot get out of controlling humans? Like what? I'm not sure if they I'll, have. I'll the tell same. you here later. Yeah, mm. I'll tell you here later. But let me. <laughs> we're jumping right. Sorry, to the end. Virgo. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's completely fine. It's this is very exciting. I know. So Ray Kurzweil believes that there's four different driving forces behind the singularity. Yes. One of them is the internet access for everybody. Currently, there are three billion people that are connected online, and it's predicted that in the next eight or so years there will be as many as eight billion. So internet eight billion online eight billion online. So three billions Ooh. online right now Wait, and, so there's eight billion people like in the world though, right? How right. many people are in the world like right yeah, now? Yeah, uh, it's got to be like eight How billion. many people is here? So yeah, th- well, that's the main thing is like think about the reasons why we have advanced so quickly is because of the internet So yeah, seven billion. So he's predicting in eight billion. years 7.6 billion. billion is the world population clock. So right. he predicts that by when uh, just just in the coming decades in the coming decades 10, 20, that 30 eight million will be online eight billion There's three billion right now. There's, so there's not even eight billion people on the planet He believes there'll be eight billion people just online online. So we're so what the fuck is it? Gonna look get at so how heavy fast we like fall down. Going up, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, you guys should see this. <laughs> it's going up every second There you go Nice that's got to make you feel good, right? <laughs> Nothing like feeling overcrowded. So we'll, we'll be at eight billion by the end of this year, <laughs> probably. Great! That's look at that. It's flying, great. man. So everybody will be online, which will only fuel technological advancement because everything good happens online, right? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, all of these major internet service providers are working to make the internet more accessible in places that don't have internet or don't have good internet. So in 10, 20 years, it's going to be phenomenal internet everywhere you go. The second driving force behind the singularity is the emergence of the brain computer interface. And this is very interesting. I actually made a video about this on my channel about Neuralink, which is a company that Elon Musk is involved with that's working on this. A lot of resources and money is going into creating bandwidth connections between the digital world and your neocortex of your brain. We will, we will, you will be able to connect your brain to your laptop wirelessly. 
Imagine, imagine if I searched for my Wi-Fi settings uh, and damn. I saw Josh's brain, and I could <laughs> no, I'm dead. I know it's fucking crazy, but seriously though, you will be able to down. I, then I will be able to download from my brain to my laptop memories, maybe dream. I mean anything, images. It could be who knows what it'll be. That's crazy. But they think that this is extremely possible by the 2030s. Damn. And essentially, humans will be connected to the cloud. Yeah. iCloud will be our brain cloud. Brain cloud. As well as we'll be connected with AI. So we'll be able to communicate with AI. AI will be able to tap into our brains, our cars, homes. Everything will be connected. That's so creepy. Via technology. How many of you guys have like things like Alexa? Yeah, it's interesting when you ask people if they actually use artificial intelligence right now. Like, how many people actually use Alexa, Siri? I don't use my Siri that or, uh, often because she fucking sucks. Hey, Google. I have her read stuff to Siri's me, garbage But when I ask her things, others. she never knows. I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah, Siri's not great. <laughs> Someone just called me. That was weird. <laughs> so the... is Can you guys still see me? I don't think people can still see me. So the third driving force behind the singularity is artificial intelligence, clearly. Because artificial intelligence is just going to continue at a rapid rate as far as its progression. And a combination of human and artificial intelligence will see an increase in overall human intelligence along with an artificial intelligence arms race. This is a very real thing that probably will happen. There will be a race much like the space race, much like the nuclear race but like ai race. but like ai race yeah. imagine all the countries being like we got to make the smartest ai like how fast that will just advance things once yeah. people realize what can we use ai for yeah all types of things literally everything yeah <laughs> change everything that would change everything so this clearly could be a very terrifying thing if an ai arms race happens but we might as well just face it because it's going to happen and it's we will probably have nanobots nanobots if you don't know what nanobots are microscopic robots that can go into your brain <laughs> to do what check it out explore the shit uh it interfaces with your your brain so what collects does that information mean? transmits it to your computer that's how it will actually get to your computer get to a hard drive or something will be with these nanobots that's probably. insane and then the last driving force <laughs> to making the singularity happen is space exploration and becoming a multi-planetary species or a type one civilization like we've talked about before right that is going to probably happen in the next 30 years because we're still type zero <laughs> we're, we're still big fat i love pointing zero. that out we fucking suck <laughs> but that's the thing is like artificial intelligence robots could potentially help advance our civilization it could Maybe you know, you know what's you know what here's an interesting conspiracy. Maybe <laughs> artificial intelligence <laughs> maybe maybe artificial intelligence will be the ones who reveal aliens to us. Oh, totes could happen. And and expose the government for what they are. Maybe they'll could be on happen. our side. Maybe they'll you know, maybe if we can 
programming Robots. the right way because when you you have to remember that artificial intelligence is not a living thing it has to well, be programmed. Well, yeah, if you owned your own robot, it's going to work for you, not for right. anyone you else. Program so it the way you, you want. You could it. ask it to tell you the truth about a lot of things. Yeah, and it would it would be smarter than people who are trying to keep the things secret. So. AI could definitely lead to exposure. I mean, I think we're headed towards the point where like a lot of shit's going to come out like either way, uh, no matter how it happens, because it's just like a matter of time. Like it's already happening. We're already it's happening as figured we speak out and question. People are thinking more than they ever have. So, yep. So Ray's, Ray Kurzweil has also uh, defined or broken down the singularity to three different terms, and that's genetics, nanotechnology and robotics. And he believes that these three technologies are going to revolutionize the world, which I agree. I agree. Especially too. after you hear what the capabilities are going to be. The main one that is going to be super beneficial is dealing with cancer and treating cancer. Mm -hmm. This technology is going to save lives. So when you think about it, in our great grandparents' generation, the only treatments for cancer were either poorly understood radiation or surgery. And effectiveness was far from a guaranteed thing. Mm -hmm. And then in our grandparents' generation, treatment, treatments shifted and it was more surgery and it was an effort made to try and catch cancer early. And then in our parents' generation, the emphasis stayed on early detection and it also shifted to prevention. And we began to understand the role of diet and we, in which we already understand the role of smoking and making it more likely for a person to get cancer. Yeah. Now, in our generation, so you and I, chemotherapy, less invasive surgery, well-targeted radiation, and non-invasive diagnostics are kind of the normal treatment process. Mm -hmm. But for our children and grandchildren's generations, genetic engineering will leave older treatments in the dust. By, by manipulating an individual's genes and even the entire species genome, we may be able to finally crush cancer for good <laughs> through genetic engineering. That'd be incredible. Alternate, literally edit the genetic code of your kids so that they just don't even have to worry about that. It's just not a thing because just it's cancer been, is like just no longer it's been removed. Yeah. Interesting. And then wow. we could potentially do that for the entire human race through genetic engineering. Well, that's the thing is like as, as technology continues to come out, it's going to stop people from getting these types. Like it's going to be harder to keep cures hidden. It's like technology is going to allow us to have to evolve. It can't be hidden forever, That's you know? Right. It's going to assist. I believe technology, if used responsibly, will assist in the consciousness shift that is bound to happen. Yes, it absolutely In will. our lifetime, I believe. I, I believe so, too. Because when you think about it, our generation was a generation of the Internet. And what has the Internet done? Opened all of our minds to everything that's out there it's allowed us the freedom to research whatever we want to research find explore. out information because right. people people just don't realize like before the internet it was so hard for people to find out the truth about anything because their only sources you are couldn't. newspapers you literally couldn't you library literally couldn't. newspaper library Media, yeah library and the libraries are so con controlled oh yeah it's libraries not like they let burned. all the you know but now that this is out books. there and people can organize and communicate, there's a real problem for them. And now that you can literally post anonymously on the internet anything you absolutely want to. Yes. And like what we're saying, and you can leak stuff, look at WikiLeaks, look at all of the look shit that we I, found out. Look at just what we're doing. Yeah, like, exactly. We're, we're informing tons of people about this stuff, and 
uh, we're only growing just telling people, you know, so I think this information in it 10 years from now is not going to be so ooh conspiracy creepiness. No, it's, it's going to be like, it's oh, be that's common knowledge, dude. Because... Common knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Com we're all going to be sitting around when we're old and yep. talking about the days where we didn't know shit before we were woke. We'll call it before we were woke days. BW. Yeah. Like before woke. 2048 <laughs> in the in the history BF. books. No, before BW. <laughs> before we woke up. Before the uh, before the masses woke up. Dude, we've up. already like the world population's already grown like a fucking thousand people before since we started talking <laughs> about it. I know, it's it. crazy, man. Crazy. It's crazy. Look at this shit. But that's just fucking genetic engineering. And then when we talk about okay. nanotechnology, nanobots, it's just going to that's going to assist in so many ways it's going to assist us as a species because we're they're going to be able to build cancer killing nanobots and if you weren't able to have genetic engineering done in order to prevent cancer then we will literally just send in these nanobots that will just be injected in your bloodstream and they'll just go and find the cancer and get rid of it mm -hmm. just take care or any type of illness imagine any illness that you have basically like you be, just send in little robotic warriors to yeah come. literally they're like little doctors they are they're Here, like swallow these cancer robots yes. you're gonna go in there and fuck up the cancer and you're done yep like that'd be crazy imagine imagine what that would do just like all medical developments that are gonna come in the next 30 years it's gonna blow our minds the way that they have artificial limbs yep bionic in, arms yes we were watching so we watched irobot before this because that's definitely a good movie if you want to kind of understand what the singularity could be like although it's definitely a hollywood movie oh yeah very inaccurate but it's still fun to watch and in the movie will smith has like a regular looking arm the whole movie it just looks like skin and then at one point i don't know he's like fucking fighting a robot and part of his skin gets like, like kind of like rubbed off yeah and he's got like in a like bionic a bionic arm, arm. yeah and we're Made not far of like off steel from that. Or imagine how many people out there need arms and legs. And imagine if in the movie he just literally takes out like a spray can and like sprays skin on himself to cover it back up. Imagine if not only would he give people prosthetics, but they looked and felt like real. Right. They looked no different yeah. from an uh, actual human flesh arm. So it could. That's going no, to happen. It would cure your disability. It would make it so it's like you didn't even have it. The disabled wouldn't be disabled anymore. Or right. people that have had limbs we amputated. blindness. I mean, there's... So many things. It's so many things. Limitless, yeah. the possibilities. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but like artificial intelligence there. is going to get so smart and robotics is going to get so good that we don't... Humans won't have to do risky jobs anymore. We won't no. have to do jobs where we have to expose ourselves to hazardous chemicals like asbestos or any sort of cancer you know we won't have to do any of that shit no. anymore we'll just send in the robot squad right. and you know they'll take care of it yep. for us and because they don't have to worry about that shit oh that'd be so cool so there's definitely a lot of very good things very positive things that will come about once the singularity occurs and that's the thing is when you get a bionic arm you are a cyborg you essentially become part machine yes. part man that's yeah. the crazy thing about it. That's the singularity. Dude, it just blows You're my one... mind thinking about what our kids' lives are going to be like. Oh, I know. I when I was making this this when I was doing my notes for this, I was like, "This is going to be fucking crazy." Well, man. if they really, if this guy really thinks, I mean, he's the expert in this, and he thinks the singularity is going to happen in twenty twenty nine. How much time do we have left? We have eleven years till that. So, and God, by the time in eleven till, years from now, yeah. you and I will probably have at least one kid in kindergarten, maybe another younger one. 
right. if not older. Right. They're and it's going to be during the singularity. What are their teachers going to be like robots? Yeah. Well, it's going to be completely different. So this is interesting. Here are some of Ray Kurzweil's predictions for the next 25 years. Ooh, I love predictions. So My by fans the love predictions. Yeah. Too. <laughs> predictions are great. A bunch right? of freaks. <laughs> freaks. It's fun to it's fun to think about what could happen in the future. It's just fun. It's not what could though. It is what will fucking happen. This is not could. This is will. Yeah. That's what people don't Based understand. On, like there's science behind it. Yeah. Based upon technology and technological evolution, dude. It's just like human evolution. It's going it's exponential. It doesn't go up and down. It's just up, 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 and up. Yeah, that makes sense. So Ray believes that by the twenty twenties we will actually see most diseases going away. Because nanobots will be smarter than the current medical technology. Damn. And not only that, but self-driving cars will take over and people won't even be Ooh, allowed to drive. But can we talk about freeways. that for a no, second? I, yeah. Uh, damn. This poor guy was in a Tesla. Actually, it did. It looks like it wasn't Tesla's fault, though. So there was a car accident, I believe, in California. Yeah. Um, and this guy like was self using Apple a self-driving car, an Apple employee using a self-driving car, a Tesla. Well, the Tesla has an autopilot feature. Right. So when you're on the Someone highway, just rang our doorbell. No, it's just <laughs> fucking Wayfair. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so like the Sorry. Teslas, they have a feature autopilot for use when you're on the freeways. Yes, and he was using that, and because it actually I guess turned it wasn't, out to he possibly, wasn't even on the freeway. I don't think. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, because he hit that like median thing, and it was supposed to be oh, there was right, an accident right, right. previously that knocked part of the median away, so there should have been more of a median, and so right. it's actually they're proving it may not have been Tesla's fault, it may not be a, have been the vehicles, may have been the state and the infrastructure's fault, but yeah, that's pretty scary thinking about dying in a self-driving car. Yeah, like, I don't know if I could ever really trust. How can you trust? That's the thing. It's so hard, but like honestly, a robot is less likely to make a mistake than a human so it's like how do you trust anything and it's, it's almost only like you should better. trust robots more that's the thing i don't know man i don't know if i'd ever do that but It'd that's be cool it'd definitely be cool to like hop in and be like yo take me here it's like having an uber you yeah sit in the back seat could you lay down like sleep back there i know it'd be so nice like for road trips what? not yeah. having to drive just like kick your feet up and watch a movie yeah. and just chill mm-hmm That'd be mm -hmm. nice. And that this is very likely in the 2020s. Yeah. For sure, I believe it is. Because autopilot's already here, so they're going to continue working on that, perfecting it. More companies will, will spend time working on autopilot. So I think it'll definitely, we'll definitely have self-driving cars. I think so, too. And then he believes that by the 2030s, virtual reality will begin to feel 100% real and indistinguishable from actual reality yes and there will be people that decide they're done with their actual life <laughs> yeah. and decide to go live so my question is <clears throat> what if you wanted to you like hated your life and you wanted to go live in a virtual reality world what what if what if you just like forgot about your actual body like you're sitting there in your virtual reality world you're not eating you're not drinking you're not exercising and then eventually your body just dies because you're like just living in a happen. fake world some people would get carried away with it, I think. And just not ever do anything ever Or again. they'll just like come out for a minute and then go back into it. I could see how if you're really depressed or literally hate your life, yeah. you would go build your own fake one in your Or head. not even just that. Like what if you don't have the quality of life that you want or right. you, you have some sort of debilitating, or debilitating, debilitating. illness or something and 
you can't, or you can't, you know, you're in a wheelchair, you can't do all the things you want to do. But in this virtual world where it feels real, you can do all the things that you want to do. I think I would do that. I would do that. I would go into a virtual world. <laughs> no, you would not. <laughs> no, you we're not going to leave me come back out of it. on the couch. I, no, I mean, <laughs> no, for some kidding. people, it'd be more than others. Yeah, for but... some people, but not for you. <laughs> no VR for you, Josh. White you stay comments. in this reality with me. <laughs> well, what if I, we go in it together and then no, we I get like married in life. that together and then go do whatever you want to do? Go How about we just stick to playing the astronauts Sims and Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to be. That's not going to be. Uh, it's going to be immersive. We're going to be in Grand Theft Auto pretty soon. But yeah, so VR is going to be real. And he also thinks in the early 2030s that we'll be able to copy human consciousness to some sort Ooh. of electronic medium. So that that is going to be the game changer that if that happens, that will be complete fucking it's over. Like because yeah. if you can because like your consciousness is really who you are. It's not mm -hmm. your body. Right. So then potentially if you could copy it to say your computer or something or a hard drive but can you copy consciousness we don't even know if consciousness is anything that can be duplicated well that's the thing because consciousness this is, is likely your this soul is, right this is theoretical right now oh okay that's theoretical right now <laughs> it's, okay. it is it's not they haven't proved they can do this yet we yeah, do, we true. barely are starting to discover where it might originate from barely starting to crack the surface on consciousness like we don't even have a clue what it is where it comes from why why we even have a consciousness so true that but he believes that in 30 years or so we'll be able to copy it to a usb flash drive or something all right <laughs> sorry i think the uh i uh edited or formatted the memory card wrong so well not wrong but just in a different format so the card filled up we had to switch cards that's why the video was uh away for a bit yeah but sorry hopefully guys, it's we back just realized now. that <laughs> hopefully it's back now <laughs> but so we were just talking about some of the predictions and Ray Kurzweil also said that by um, 2040, I think I started saying this, non-biological intelligence will be around 1 billion times more capable than us. So artificial intelligence or any ro robots for that matter by 2040 will literally be a billion times smarter than us. A billion and nanotech will be able to make food out of thin air, be able to create any object in the physical world, and we could be working with something called utility fog. So it, the capabilities of technologies is going to be unreal yeah. by 2040 because it's a billion times, the te technology is a billion times smarter than us. And then by 2045, which is when he believes the singularity would actually occur when you know it's smarter than us, not only will we be able to link our neocortex to the cloud, but it'll be wireless and many other capabilities. I mean, it's just limitless the number of capabilities that we will have once our technology is smarter than us and they can literally further the evolution of humans and our society and our civilization. I mean, it'll just yeah, rocket. It'll be insane. We'll be a type one. Did you say so you said food too? You could Create. They'll be able to create food out of mid, like nothing. They'll just be able to create stuff, 3D printing. All this stuff will just be so. Would instantaneous. that mean people who are vegan could have like fake meat? Yeah, no, fake... that's that was an interesting. I actually talked about it on my stream last night. Is, yeah, I heard you talking. Yeah, about that. like asking people out there that are vegans, 
would you consider eating lab-grown meat? Lab-grown. It sounds really gross. No, no <laughs> animals are involved with it. Yeah. Other than its cells and it's, would you still have like negative side effects from it well i mean if you're doing it for i mean yeah it's well, probably, probably gonna be healthier shit. yeah i'm sure they would take out the things that we don't want just be a that'd lean. be so interesting and that would solve world hunger if we could just create food out Grow of nothing it. yeah or robots made it yeah like if robots could just unlimited amount of food yeah plus it would be fucking awesome to have a robot chef too i just have a to robot say. chef no it's like the one thing like if i were to have any Robot, because I'm I'm a little freaked out by the idea of the singularity and robots joining in with our life, and I'm just like it. It's a little creepy. It is. I think it's because it's so unknown and so different. But the one thing that I'm like, you know, it'd be really fucking nice to have a chef robot. Like that's the one thing I'd really like. <laughs> or like a robot to clean your your house or eh, apartment for you. I can clean, but I'm not as good as cooking as I'd like to be. And it'd be nice to have like a top chef in your house that's like a robot. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'd it's have like, like artificial a Gia, intelligence. Giada Giada De Laurentiis. What if you could, robot. there was like different skins for your, your robot skins, like skins, like, like different outfits and different, like, or like, like in when I'm saying skins, I mean, kind of like personalities, like you could, like you just like go a, on to the cause store it's on video games. It's called skin. Yeah, right? exactly. You're not saying skin, like skin color. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, like skins in the game as a gaming term. Yeah. So like, what if your robot, you could just go, you know, online and download a new skin for it. Yeah. And it could literally Learn those skills, learn those abilities. And Tim, just... I want Gordon Ramsay yeah. skin. I want Guy Fieri robot. burgers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so fucking cool. Or like a sushi chef. Oh, and they just like make it up <laughs> so like... you don't even have to buy the ingredients because they just, dude, this is where we're heading. Like, this I think people, people have like think this is just fun fantasy talk, but this is like really coming. Like in our lifetime, we're going to see this. Like the fact that they think the singularity is going to happen in 2029 is crazy. 2045. 2045 is the actual. But he said 29. I just watched a whole thing with him with Neil deGrasse Tyson saying he thought it was 2029. That's the singularity. Yeah, he does really... keep shifting it a little bit. I don't I don't remember exactly. Well, he definitely I said 2029 on the thing I watched. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it can mean different things, too. So and he probably doesn't know exactly. So, I mean, but he, it's coming predictions probably yeah. be before before 2040 sounds like i think in the next yeah could be in the next couple decades even so though there's a lot of positive things so what are the possible consequences what are the possible you know or scary shit that could happen if we do if the technology does get to this point where it's smarter than us the robots can and this say. is what people like elon musk what stephen hawking had actually raised concerns that yeah super smart artificial intelligence could become uncontrollable and actually work against us because mm -hmm. if you think about it, if it's smarter than us what could what would keep it from turning on us or wanting to <laughs> you know pull some i robot shit oh yeah where they could go against these laws that we've laid out for them and but even in iRobot which is interesting the the robot who like goes rogue was programmed by a human with evil intentions so i think that's the real problem is who programs yes, the robot right. because i don't think necessarily ro the i mean how much would... do i know right i'm not like yeah. a professional or anything but like i don't think the robot would have a reason to want to overtake us or to be in charge like they're not wired with this greed and this well yeah they wouldn't have those that humans emotions are. and feelings that human beings do exactly so it'd be why black would they... or white to them yes or no no yeah. you tell me no not to do this i won't do it so why would they want to like 
Yeah, and that's you're evil. right. That's a great point. That's exactly unless someone programmed them to do that. That's what Elon and uh, Stephen Hawking were talking about, like and that's why they're yeah. saying, and that's why Elon especially is like, there has to be regulation on this. Well, because a lot of countries are now trying to build like robotic armies. Can you imagine if we had to like go against that's like an Iraqi totally real, yeah. or a terrorist fucking robot army? But it would think about it, it'd be robot army versus robot army, so it could be. Uh, you know, could kind be of a better, good, good thing. Keep us out of it. Uh, but I mean, is it was war ever really? But better? who cares then? At that point, like th there won't ever be an end to the war because it's just robots. Just throw. It's different than throwing human lives out there. It's just fake. It's all right. you know. So would war ever end? Right. <sighs> oh, I know. One other thought is that these robots or nanobots would have the ability to replicate themselves and copy themselves over and over again, which is very scary. In fact, a, one machine could in a thousand or a, let's see one. Yeah. In one machine, they could literally go from two, four, six to eight, just kind of like how spiders, you know, just over and over yeah. and over again and exponentially replicate. So we could literally be just like drowned by nanobots <laughs> if nanobots decided to replicate themselves. That would be crazy. Just like they just infinitely keep building themselves. Another fear, so which is like straight out of Hollywood. Is that they could enslave us like we could become since we'd become the inferior beings intelligence wise Unless aliens come before then let's hope maybe oh, they can I help hope. us out Maybe That'd be nice Step in and like you guys are really fucking up down here make sure we're going in we the right direction We didn't want to have to get involved, but you know how, how shitty you guys are we might just have to yeah So yeah, that's one fear maybe you know human machine hybrids or just machines completely would enslave those of us who don't want to because when you think about it when this happens there's going to be a large number of people that are going to be very resistant to us and probably for a good reason like they don't they're worried for this exact reason that robots will enslave us or take over yeah so you know it's one possibility um, another and another possibility is there like we just talked about is robotic war They could just make war against each other. Oh, absolutely and involve us in it Or would they possibly just wastefully use all of our resources and It in enslavement for us could come in the form of being beheld to manufacturing and repairing our mechanical overlords or robots <laughs> matrix style where we have no idea that our brain power is being used as fuel. These robots and artificial intelligence could literally use our brain power as fuel, possibly. So then, we for would, them to get smarter, suck the information from all of our minds, like kind of like youth serum, but like yeah, or just like download, like think but about like, like brain power. Yeah, or like yeah, harvest brain power. us, for harvest our... us exactly. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it, it could get bad. Because it could it could end, you know, we could all be in poverty and just live a shit life while our mechanical overlords are ruling over us. <laughs> mechanical overlords. Or maybe it'll end up being like a big brother scenario on an enormous scale. Yeah, where where they're just like watching everything we do. Like what what if they don't want to enslave us, but they want us to be like pets? Pet <laughs> <laughs> Like they want it, this is kind of like the scenarios we were talking about with like aliens. The alien zoo. It's the same kind yeah. of thing. Like when you talk about these highly intelligent machines, 
they could definitely just Use like for pets or experiment research on purposes. us or experiments. You know, yeah. Put different things in and, and well, wouldn't that suck if we ended up creating all these cool robots that can do all these cool things and they ended up just enslaving us and using us or do constant kind of surveillance luck. on us. Yeah, that would suck too. Well, that's, that's what thing. big brother is. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what the idea 18, is that they would be watching us constantly. Yeah. They'd know what we eat when we have sex. They know <laughs> What you know, they know about our dreams because they'd be able to tap into our brains, yeah, and download all that information. Because by this point, our brains are connected to the internet, probably the cloud, yep, your computer, yep, who knows, yep. So they would have that capability, yep. So that's that's the singularity in a nutshell. So after the singularity, life could look very different. Yeah, that'd be so crazy. Cause like in iRobot, they like the opening scene is just like robots just walking around life as normal. You know, they're just like other humans. They're just like another entity completely that they're just here. It's that would be just so weird to have them. Well, like, that's you know, the, right. It would be weird to have them as a part of normal society, yeah. normal everyday. Like, hey, Jake, you want to go get salad with me and my robot? Like, he wants yeah, or salad. like Sunny in the movie. They <laughs> yeah. called the robot Sunny. Yeah. And- what what's freaky to me is that there is it's possible they do get to a point where they do believe that they're just as real as we are and they're just well, a, yeah. they, they are conscious beings well so did it's you like, play the clip you... of her talking yeah but about wanting to be pregnant oh no that's interesting too they can look uh, yeah. yeah you guys should look it up but there's a clip of Sophia the robot talking about how she wants to be pregnant well that's and have the thing is like if they have if they're that smart you would you know, and they're yeah, because that's a human desire, a right. desire for motherhood. What if they want those desires? What Why, if they want to have yeah. sex and you know do drugs and do all you know human thing? Eat wouldn't food. they want to be humans? Because if you think about it, maybe aliens want to do all the shit that we do. They maybe. probably do, or, or they want to understand it. Yeah, or maybe try it. <laughs> so yeah, life will look very different after the singularity, and I think well, one of the positives is that with this technology, we will definitely, most definitely, have the ability to. Traverse space, no oh, question. Oh, for sure. We'll be able to go through our whole solar system. Well, because the robots will become so point so smart to the point where they can like tell us how to do it. Yeah, you know? I mean, they'll be able to to come up with the anti gravity zero point energy. They'll be able to come up with traveling through wormholes. They'll be able to calculate all that shit down to yeah, a T that we science. never will have the capability of doing. Yeah. So th- that could be really cool, but honestly, most of us will be human machine hybrids. Yeah. I think most of the majority of people will have to become cyborgs yeah, in some way, shape or form, whether it's a lot of people are like worried about microchips, like, mm. well, will we have to get microchips instead of, you know, wh- what's the day when yeah. is the day going to come when we no longer show physical like cards for what if identification it's like regulation when you're born instead of getting a social security number and a birth certificate, you get, you get, a, get microchip. a microchip. Yep. That's coming. And people are worried that this could be used maliciously against us. I will grab my baby and run out of that hospital before they put a microchip in but it. But what if what if the microchip has positive benefits to it? Like what if it can regulate the ch- could regulate help you your health? Them. Could help well, you find missing them? people. Boom, solved. Boom, missing. Problem solved. Yeah. That's the thing is there's Holy so many shit. positive things because it could have crazy. GPS capabilities. It could monitor oh all of your vitals. God, what if like missing persons became a thing of the past? Crimes would be solved like immediately. See, that's why the, that's it's so hard. There's so many pluses and negatives with all this technology stuff. Like it's a little fearful, but then you hear the good things about it. And you're like, eh, 
wouldn't be too bad having a personal chef you know all these different i can't obviously get over the poverty would probably be eliminated yeah i mean tons of things we wouldn't need soldiers anymore because there'd be robotic soldiers and um space travel we wouldn't need to risk the lives of um you know humans doing new things or we would have the technology that would just make it not an issue that it is now because right now we we can't we're we don't even know how the human body would do on a mission to Mars. Yeah. Like what would be the effects on your body? Because we already know space fucks you up. It fucks oh, up yeah. your body, even fucks up your genetics. Your body chemistry. Definitely. Yeah. So what if we could eliminate all those risks, make it possible to go to, you know, to an even another galaxy, go to uh Zeta Reticula or go to, you know, and find all these alien yeah. worlds that we're seeing through the little telescope right now. You know? Like, <sighs> it's crazy, man. Cause like maybe there won't be money. Maybe there won't be all these problems. There maybe. probably won't be money. I mean, we're already seeing it with Bitcoin. Like, if it's not Bitcoin, it'll be something else. Like, paper money is not going to be around in, like, 50 years, No, it's years. all going to be electronic. Yeah. It's all going to be electronic if we even have well, currency Well, I'm stuff. really, really hoping we have decentralized money eventually. Yeah. That the government doesn't distribute well, and manage our money. Bitcoin. And that it's, you know, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, that's the future, guys. Mm-hmm. The cryptocurrencies. That's why Bitcoin blew up, and that's why all these other cryptocurrencies yeah. are coming up. Yeah, because paper money and all this physical money is just—it's—it's it's fake anyway. It's, it's not even—it's old, dude. It's what they. But use it's not even years doesn't ago. even have value most of the time. No, it doesn't. Like even in your money in the bank doesn't really have value because <laughs> it's not even really <laughs> there. Even that's really a there. topic yeah. for a whole nother podcast for the Federal Reserve podcast. Yeah, we definitely need to do that. But yeah, guys, that's the uh, that's the technological singularity. Ray Kurzweil believes that it's going to be a positive thing and that we will coexist with machines and humans will be able to control the machines and use them to our advantage and hopefully create a better society for all and just find ways for machine and man to work together. So I really hope that his uh, vision for the future is true. Now, there's a lot of people that do think that he is uh, just dreaming. So a lot of smart people, too, that believe that he's, you know, a little bit out there and that he could be. I mean, no one really pretty far fetched. But I don't know, man. I the way that I see technology going and just what I've seen in, you know, my career in technology, it, it, it is moving at lightning speed. Yeah. And just the fact that Alexa's thirty dollars to put in your house, like that's going to get reduced. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. it's thirty dollars to get artificial intelligence yeah. right now. Oh, man, it's going to be so crazy. It's going to get crazy. Well, you know what? At least life's exciting. So strap <laughs> in because I mean, some people get scared of this kind of stuff. But then I like to remember, you know, it's way better than being alive like in the 1800s or something. It was so boring. You're and, like, sleeping you're like shit in a pot. Like I'd rather deal with some <laughs> robots than comfort wise. It's a lot yeah. better. At least it's sure. exciting. Life is so exciting. I feel like every day I wake up, there's something new going on between aliens, show. technology. Yeah. The so, government. You know what? Shifting. I'm here for it. I'm here for the changes and I'm here to explore. It's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride guys. So buckle up, buckle up, buckle the fuck <laughs> and stay up woke. <laughs> and keep your mind woke. Wake up your friends and family. Yes. Gotta say, shake them. You quick need to note. shake them until they're awake. <laughs> quick note. I thought it, I heard a lot of people are showing their parents a shit and stuff. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I think I've heard a lot of like parents and adults are actually listening to this or they're fans with it with their so, kids. Thank you guys. I saw a mom and a daughter with matching merch. Hell yeah. Which I was like, Hell you know yeah. what? 
Woke that's parenting. Great. Woke parenting. That's great. But that's it for us today, you guys. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We will be back next Sunday. In fact, we are doing a live stream next week. Patreon right? live stream. Patreon yes. live stream ahead of time um, at 4 p.m. MST. Yes. yes. Mountain Standard Time. So that'll be next Friday. And available for all patrons. Available for all patrons. It's a fun time. So if you're a patron, try to... Try to get on there and uh, hang out with us. Yeah, it's a really personal, it's a very, very personal. small group of people. We like get to know everyone that's on there. So seriously, if you want to hang out with us, it's kind of like a meetup. Yes. Uh, go check it out. And yeah, all Patreon levels. But yes. And then uh, make sure you guys go on iTunes or any of the platforms that you're on. If you're on YouTube, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Give us a rating. Give us a rating. <laughs> leave a review. We really appreciate it. Leave also, us a comment. yes, leave us a comment. <laughs> And leave please, us your number. Just yeah, leave kidding. us your number. <laughs> but yeah, please, guys, go to twitch.tv slash Joshaldor. Hit follow. Yes, come hang out with me. Because we will be doing the 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 podcast live. will be streamed on my channel. I've actually been streaming part of the podcast from my phone on Instagram. So if you guys aren't following the Mile Higher Instagram, be sure to follow that and mine because I was just streaming from mine and on you now. YouNow.com uh, slash Kendall Ray on YT and you can catch the podcast sometimes. Live. Yes. I'm going to be doing like little I think it's fun to kind of show little parts of it. Yeah, live. absolutely. It's fun. But anyway, guys, thanks for joining really, us. Really fun. Episode 13 is in the books. Yes. So stay woke. And stay we will see you next time. Woke, everybody. Quiet for so long